Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Then you've come to the right place. You're listening to the My Accountant Handles That podcast, presented by The Quantify Group, the podcast that covers all aspects of running the financial side of your business. And now, your hosts, longtime CPAs, Dave Ashworth and Alex Steinberg. Welcome to the My Accountant Handles That podcast. I'm your co-host, Dave Ashworth. I'm here with my other co-host and business partner, Alex Steinberg. Alex, what's going on, man? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. We had some storms roll through. Right. Uh, so this week's been a little wild with some power outages, some trees coming down. I had a tree come down in my yard, and so did you. And uh, it's been a, been a bit of a, a crazy week here. But uh, I built my ark in time. It's true. I know we got some serious <laughs> rain, serious yeah. rain. Um, but but we're here, ready to podcast. We have a cool topic that we want to talk about that we think will be pretty helpful for some people out there. Um, what one thing that I think people struggle with is when they're starting a business, what things do they need to do? And it feels like there's a hundred things and sometimes there is, there's a lot of things to do. Um, but just, you know, obviously starting our own business and kind of just trial and error, a lot of different things, talking with other owners and people who are starting businesses. We we've come up with a, a list of, of 10 questions that we think you should answer before starting your business. And if you can kind of get through these, obviously this isn't all inclusive. There's other things that you need to do, but if you can get through these, I feel like you'll be um, heading in the right direction uh, for starting your business and, and really setting yourself up for success. So why don't we just dive in? The first one is why are you starting your business? And that one's a, a Sounds like a really basic question, but I, I think it's a really important question that needs to be answered. Um, I think you should have a why for your business um, and understand what that is and, and should be, sh you know, should be some sort of passion of yours. And there should be a need for what you're doing. But answering that why I, I think is the starting place uh, if you're really looking to start a business. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it can't just be about money because it probably will fail. Not all yeah. the time, probably. It's true. It's true. Yeah. If you just want to say, hey, I want to make a bunch of money, so I'm going to start a business. You know, making good money can be a byproduct of a business that you're passionate about and that you work hard on. But just starting a business to make more money uh, is, is probably not advisable. Now, can it work? It can. Um, but you really need to be doing something that you're passionate about. At least I think so. Yeah, usually um, like you get an idea that's different. Like I come up with a Shark Tank idea, sell it for $5 million and you're dumb. But if you want to really run something, you have to have a lot more passion than the money aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's number one is, is to develop your why and, and that can change over time, but have a good one to as a starting point. Number two is, are your expectations realistic? And I want to preface this one by saying it's important to dream important to uh, set goals that are are pretty high so that you can go after it you know if you set your goals too low and you know you're probably going to meet them but if you set them high and you maybe don't meet them you're you know you still might be doing really well so I don't want to say I'm not saying this realistic 
you know, set realistic expectations and goals to not go after things. What I am saying is it's important to be realistic with things, you know, to say, I'm going to start a business in the first month, I'm going to do a million in revenue and have no cost. Well, maybe, maybe you can do that. Maybe that is realistic for you, but for a lot of people, it's not. And I think when you um, aren't realistic with certain costs that you're going to have to incur in certain things, then you're just setting yourself up for failure. So I think just having some level of being realistic, you know, setting some projections and some financial projections and looking at things realistically, I think is, is important. Um, just so that you, when things are, start to come up, you're like, Hey, I, I kind of saw that coming and not saying like, man, I, I thought I was going to have, um, you know, a million dollars in revenue. I only had $10,000 and now my costs are 200,000. Well, now you're in trouble because you weren't realistic. Yeah. It might be as simple as just setting up what if scenarios pick like, all right, you have your best case scenario. Say you start the business. I want to make $10 million the first year. Chances are probably not unless you have some crazy idea and you can sell it, but um, run a scenario with that. This is what I would spend. I think also go, all right, make a million dollars the first year. See what your budget would be then go 500, you know, 250. Yeah. Create four different budgets. If you need to, for the first couple of years, and just monitor things, how they go. Just don't go spending a lot of money to set it up and you're kind of like, you got your cash poor, you have nothing. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you have all your ducks in a line, talk to somebody who understands finances. If, you, if you're not, if that's not your strong suit, talk to your accountant, talk to your lawyers. It's not stuff you don't want to do. Nobody wants to do it in the beginning, but if you don't do it, I can promise you, you're gonna have a lot of pain. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely touch on some of those some more. Um, but yeah, just realistic expectations is number two. Number three is who are your clients and customers going to be? So you need to identify who you're actually going to sell your product and your service to. And if you don't know that, then how can you even market what you're doing? Right. You know, if you don't know who you're selling to, how can you market to that person? So I think the more specific you can get to who you're actually selling to, the better off you'll be. I know for us, uh, you know, when we first started, it was kind of just like we were trying to be everything to everyone. We would try literally just take on anything. If it was related to accounting or tax at all, we were in, like we were going to try to do it. And uh, we found over time that the more we narrow it down um, with the type of services we offer, the type of clients we work with, that we've actually experienced more growth doing that than offering everything to everyone. And so I think it's important as you're first starting out, you know, maybe you keep it a little more broad in the beginning and kind of see where it goes, but, you know, identifying who your clients and customers are and being very specific, then you can market to them directly and then you'll have more success more quickly, I believe. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to that. So Yeah. Um, so that's number three. Number four, how will you brand yourself? And there's a lot of steps to this one. There's your name, your company name, your logo, your website, your marketing materials, and all sorts of things. What I've seen that seems to work the best is come up with a list of adjectives that uh, describe your business. And, and the list is also how people, how you want people to describe your business. So you have this list that basically is telling everything about your business. 
and then take that list and then back into the name of your business. It might even be one of the words from that list. And then back into the logo that aligns with that list. And then once you start to do that, all of your marketing materials, the content you put out, all the different things that you put together are based on this brand that you're creating around this list of basically adjectives that describes your business and who you are and how you do business. So developing a brand can be, uh, it's an ongoing process, but it can be a hard process. Um, I know we went through that a lot. We've changed actually a couple times with our brand and our name and our logo and what our marketing message is. And that will change over time. But the more you can define that up front and then you can develop your materials and your content around that, uh, the better off you will be. So yeah, I don't know if you yeah. Anything. yeah. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, you don't have to do it all yourself. I mean, yeah. I know like for Dave and I, we were not marketing experts. We went to school for accounting, we focused on accounting and now we're, own a business and we have to figure out marketing and advertising and some of it seems intuitive but it's really there's a lot more obviously goes into it because people are getting degrees in that and focusing whole life on it so just remember like you might need some help of an expert i know we help them we have multiple people we work yeah website help. people logo all sorts of people we, we got a business with. coach to help us through getting this for about i don't know how long we did that for a year but i mean yeah it's just very important to get, ask for help when you need it because you can't, you don't know it all. You think you might, you don't, especially with marketing. If you've never done it before. It's true. Yeah. It's, it can be difficult. Um, Even just social media doing that. I know. It's, I know. It's extremely difficult. It is. There's so much to it. There's so much to it, but it's also really important to have like a consistent message, um, yeah. you know, with what you're putting out there. And that's really what, and the brand should, should, be around like your values and your beliefs and it should be reflected in your, in your brand and what may, you know, what you're passionate about. So that's the next one. That's, that could be a really big process and that will develop over time, but you know, it's something to think about. Um, number five, how do you differentiate yourself from the competition? You know, it, if you look around and you see other people that are doing what you do and you can't differentiate yourself from them, chances are they're going to get the work over you simply because they've been there longer and you guys do the exact same thing. So you really need to find a way to clearly set yourself apart. If you want to start to capture some of that market share, uh, typically what I've seen is there's three ways you can differentiate a product or service. So it's going to be through quality, through price or through convenience. So you're either offering like a better product than your competitors, more quality, you're offering a better price than your competitors, so a lower price point, or it's just you're making something that's more convenient. So it's kind of one of those three things. I would encourage you if you're starting a business, kind of pick one that you think makes sense for you and really focus on that. You know, if you can, if you can land on one or if you can land on two or three of them, you're probably going to dominate the market. There's not a lot of companies that can be the lowest price, the highest quality and the most convenient. That would be pretty pretty incredible. Now that happens. And a lot of those companies are probably the biggest companies in the world. Um, so I would say focus on one that you do really, really well of those three. And then if you can maybe get into another one at some point, do that. Um, but differentiating yourself and doing things different, better than competition uh, is important. You have to give people a reason to buy from you. I agree. Can't add a lot to that. But yeah. Um, 
This one you, you could, you're probably going to be able to add some to. Number six is what entity structure is best for you? And there are so many different options out there. You know, there's you can just do um, like a solopreneur, like a, a whatever. Um, you could do an LLC, S corp, C corp. There's so many things, and it's important to understand the goals of your business and what you're trying to do. Um, you know, there's tax consequences to each of these. You know, how are you going to take money from your business? What does your ownership ownership structure look like? Liability is a big thing. And so I, I don't want to get too much into that right now. Um, if there's something you want to touch on, Alex, you can. Um, but picking the right entity structure is important. And honestly, it's important to talk to a tax accountant and an attorney to guide you from a tax standpoint with the right pick, but also from a legal standpoint, what makes sense. Combine those two and land, you know, what's best for you. Um, but it's something to look into because it, it can be an important decision. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of pluses and minuses. I mean, for small businesses, it's usually a decision between an LLC and S Corp. A lot of times, the first thing I hear is, oh, I had an idea, I want to start a business. I started an LLC. Well, did you even think that through? Just because everyone else does that, that's the right answer. Yeah. Now, in a lot of cases, it's probably the easiest answer because it's simple to form. There's, if it's just you, there's no additional tax filings. I'm not going to get into all the tax. Sure. Detail, but um, you got to think it through because there is dollar value tax consequences or benefits by doing LLC or S that you really need to go over with your advisor because you could be, you could be missing out on some savings potentially. And yeah. you still need to understand how to operate the company from a legal perspective. Like Dave was saying with the lawyers, I mean, you have to understand like just because you have an LLC doesn't mean you can just pay your bills from it and just do right. things that you want. You have to actually document things, um, decision, make major decisions with the owner. And that's just yourself. You can make a quick document, but like Dave and I, we have to document decisions. Even just between yeah. ourselves is good because um, think about it, even the disagreement, like we both, and then go back to that document, like, oh, we both decided on this. Right. So things like that. Um, as corporations, just as a quick thing, you might end up having different i'm oh, sorry one second hey you got a dog it's no big deal it happens um i'll let alex jump back in a second here but you know one thing the note that he was saying that's really important um is you know even if you are you know even if you're in a even if you're in a partnership and i'll let you jump back in a second but even if you're in a partnership with someone like you and i you know we get along really well we see eye to eye on most things but I was talking to someone recently that's starting a partnership. It's important to have agreements in place, to have a partnership agreement, to document things. Um, because then it just makes, you know, if when things come up, it just makes it so much easier to tackle. You know, you'll for Alex and I, like I said, we see eye to eye on most things, but you never know when something could come up. And then we could just, you know, look at our agreement and say, look, we both agreed on this agreement. We both signed it and we're just going to roll with what it says. So um, it's just important to have those things in place um, and pick the right structure that works for you. But once you pick it, like Alex said, document all of that, have everything in place to then support the, the decision that you made. Yeah, exactly right. You never know what will happen. I mean, you don't. As, as I was saying before, um, like an S corporation, there's some tax benefits. We also got to understand like from a legal perspective too, or even just, I guess, tax as well. There's certain owners you can't have in there. There's like different things you can do. Money, the way money flows in and out. It's just different for S-Corps and LLCs. And there's different documentation for um, 
just for instance, just like your operating agreement for an LLC, there's a incorporation agreement with the S corp. I might be saying it wrong, but yeah, it's just different wording. There's different everything. So it's just, I'm just saying the basics of it all. So that's why you need to make sure you even just a quick consultation with a lawyer and an accountant would be the optimal thing for you to do. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on that a little bit later as well. Um, so moving on to number seven, and you touch on this a little bit earlier, is uh, what licenses, permits, registrations do you need to handle before starting? Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that you need to look at as far as sales tax and payroll and doing business in certain states, registering with the IRS. There's a lot of things that you need to take care of. And if you don't take care of those all up front, you're going to run into issues down the line. Like it's just a matter of time where something comes up and then you have a big problem where if you had just spent the time and, and probably some money up front just to do it right, it's going to save you so much on the back end. So, you know, you have to talk to an attorney and probably an accountant to figure out all the different things you need to register for uh, just so everything is ready to roll. And then you don't have to worry about that stuff. You know, you just focus on running your business. Everything is is taken care of. And, and then, you, you know, you don't have to worry, you know, did I register here? Did I do this right? You know, that's all taken care of before you even start. Uh, it's just it's important and it can save you in the long run. Yeah, it's not even just the money. It's the time. I mean, as soon as there's a problem to have a governmental entity try to like get things resolved right now, especially during this time, good luck. It's not going to be quick. No. And it's, it's something it's a headache. That, a huge headache. And it's something that you could have just done a quick form, you know, maybe paid a couple hundred bucks, done a quick form and taken care of that. And now it's turned into a big issue. Um, so definitely look into all that before you get started. Next one, number eight is how are you going to fund the business? It, you know, depending on your business, you, you may need capital. You may not, you know, uh, you'll need some level of capital. Most likely uh, some businesses need a lot more than others. Really, there's two options when it comes to, to getting funding for your business. There's the debt option and then there's equity. So debt is obviously just taking out money, getting a loan from a bank or some other source that you're going to get some capital and then you're going to pay it back over time. So that's the first one that's pretty common. And then the second one is the equity piece where you're going to get people to basically invest in your business and give you some money, but they're going to own a piece of your business. So there's positives and negatives to both of those. You just kind of figure out what's the best for you. Um, you know, and if you can, if you can fund the business yourself, that probably would be the best option because you keep complete ownership. You don't really owe money to a bank. Now, obviously that could take some capital up front on your end. Um, but just something to think about before you get started, you know, what kind of funding will you need dollar amount? And does it make sense to go the debt route to self fund or to uh, to look for investors in your business. Yeah, it's a lot because again, there's pluses and minuses, and there's consequences to bringing on investors, and especially depending on the entity type you picked that we just talked about. Yeah. LLC is not as it's more flexible, I guess you could say. Um, you can allocate yeah. your money in different ways, um, take money out, whatever. As long as it's legal, you can take it out the right any way you want. Um, S corp is not so easy. So again, it's you know it, it's all goes hand in hand with everything. Yeah. And I think having help um, is, is where that really pays dividends, which rolls us right into number nine is, do you have trusted advisors in place? 
the ones that we would typically recommend at a minimum, and there's other ones, but uh, an attorney and an accountant are probably the two main ones that we would recommend. Um, just helping get everything set up. Uh, you know, if you try to do all of this on your own, you're, you're probably going to run into problems at some point um, because it's just a lot and it's a lot of things to know and to learn. And, you know, spending a few extra dollars up front and having these trusted advisors in place, it's just going to save you so much in the long run. We just can't, can't reiterate that enough. Yeah. I mean, definitely interview the advisors before you just hire one. Don't just take the first one. Yeah. Um, talk to two or three, see you feel comfortable with, tell them your plans and just get their general thoughts and you can engage them if you, if everything works out. Yeah. Just don't take the first one because there's a lot right. of advisors out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. You need to talk to people. Um, and then number 10, this is our favorite one. How will you keep track of your books, pay your bills, invoice clients, all that good stuff. You know, it, it can be tempting to just kind of get your business up and running, start collecting money. You're just paying bills. Money's kind of flying all over the place. You're not really keeping track of things. You think that it's not a huge volume. And then all of a sudden you're like a year in, you haven't kept track of anything. And uh, at least from, from my experience, I've seen when, when people kind of drop the ball on this, it, it's so hard to get caught up. And a lot of times it just costs more than if you had just done it right from the beginning. So, you, you know, our recommendation would be if you, you know, at a minimum, like just start tracking stuff in Excel, like just start putting your money coming in, money going out in Excel, keeping some sort of a record, who owes you money, who do you owe money to? Um, you know, and then if you want to start, you know, doing a little bit more like a system like QuickBooks is what we use. You can invoice your clients from there. You can pay your bills from there, keep track of everything. It links directly to banks and credit cards and makes it pretty easy. And so, but ultimately just do something like keep records somehow, because you're going to need that at some point at a minimum to do your taxes at the end of the year. But as you start to grow your business, you really need to know what's going on. So come up with a plan to do it. Like I said, even if it's just an Excel to start, do that. Um, but do something. Like I just can't, can't say that enough. Do so. Keep track somehow. It's important. And if you don't have time, get some help. Yeah. yeah it's important. Um, so that's the list. So that's what, uh, that's what we came up with is when you're starting your business. So I'll run through them really quick. And then we'll get out of here. So the first one is why are you starting your business? Second one, are your expectations realistic? Third, who are your clients and customers? Four, how will you brand yourself? Five, how do you differentiate from the competition? Six, what entity structure is best for you? Seven, what licenses, permits, registrations do you need before you get started? Eight, how will you fund the business? Nine, do you have trusted advisors in place? And 10, how will you keep track of your books, pay your bills, and invoice clients? So anything to add to that, Alex, as far as getting a business started, something you think you want to add in there, or any final, final thoughts? Yeah, just those 10 things are just the, the scratching the surface. There's a lot more for every particular business. So talking to other people, getting help when needed, is just imperative because you don't want to get behind in these things. It's going to be headaches later, costlier later. I know like the main thing is you want to run your business. You can do that, but also get this going at the same time. Or, you know, if you're still at your current job and you want to start it, start working on these things and get yeah. yourself set up first and then 
make your move. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think the more the more of these that you can get done before you actually jump and start your business, the better off you'll be. Because if you can hit the ground running day one, and you don't have to spend weeks and months trying to get all this stuff set up. Um, you know, obviously that's it's not going to be perfect, and and you're not going to be able to probably do all of these. But the more you can do, the better. And um, so I hope this list was helpful. Um, at at least be a starting point. You know, if you got through all of these ten questions and answered them and did what was in them, I think you'd be off to a really really good start. Like Alex said, there's a lot of nuances in every business, and there's other things that we didn't mention here. But this is a really good start. So if you're thinking about starting a business. Uh, go through this list of 10 and answer all the questions and get everything set up. If you have questions as you're going through it, reach out to us. We're happy to help. We love hearing of people going out on their own and starting a business. So we're happy to help where we can. We have a bunch of people who do other services, attorneys and different people that we can refer you to that could really help you out as well with some of the things that we can't. Um, but starting a business is is really hard, but it's also you know, it can be really fulfilling. And if you have the right foundation and the right base, it can be a really awesome thing. So like I said, I hope this was helpful. Um, if you're considering starting your business, I would encourage you to just go for it. The timing is never going to be perfect and use this list as a guide. This is a list that we've developed over years, talking with hundreds of business owners and also going through it ourselves. So we know that this will cover a lot of your bases. So Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. This podcast can be found on all the major platforms. In addition to that, we put out new content every single week on LinkedIn and Facebook. And if you're ever looking to chat or need help with something, please reach out to Alex or myself via email, through our website, through LinkedIn, through Facebook, wherever. We would love to connect with you. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening to the My Accountant Handles That podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on LinkedIn at The Quantify Group for more awesome content related to running the financial side of your business. We'll talk to you in the next one.